Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. So Ahaz sent messengers to Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, saying, I am thy servant and thy son. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Assyria and out of the hand of the king of Israel, which rise up against me. And Ahaz took the silver and gold that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house and sent it for a present to the king of Assyria. Second Kings chapter 16 verses 7 and 8. Ahaz, a king of the southern region of Israel, did not trust God, but rather he put his trust in men. He desecrated the house of God, giving its vessels of honor of gold and of silver into the hand of the enemy. He built demonic altars in the land. He joined with foreign rulers and served them for the promise of security and prosperity. He told the enemy, I am your servant and your son in order to preserve his life in the short term. He caused his son to pass through the fire to Moloch, a form of child sacrifice. Yet did he have another son, and this one escaped Ahaz's cruel, selfish, and demonic fate, being saved by his mother and raised by her. He would later take the throne and come to be known as one of Israel's greatest kings who would stand in opposition to everything that his physical father had been. He decided that God would be his king and father and follow the lead of his word and his spirit. You see, Hezekiah, of whom many of us know, being described in scripture as a king over Judah, of which there was no comparison, was in actuality the son of this wicked king, Ahaz, that had brought judgment upon his own nation. Yet in the face of that judgment, did Hezekiah's faithfulness turn the tide of it for a generation. Hezekiah's faith not only saved his own life, but countless others, and even his whole nation, He tore down the false altars. He reformed the church of the day. He cleansed the temple and stood against the practice of child sacrifice that he himself was a survivor of in his generation. He turned men back to the one true God. He stood against the invading armies that the king before him had been in agreement and allegiance with. He trusted God and not men. With his deliverance, he refused to compromise or capitulate for his own safety, well-being, prosperity, or promise of security. He repented of and stood against all that his 
physical father before him had done and pushed back the tide of judgment on his land for a generation. How amazing was this man's faith, and history remembers him, for the fact that while God himself fought against his father, he fought for him, sending an angel to defend him and to defeat his prideful enemies supernaturally. Before, in the time of Ahaz, the enemies of God were within Jerusalem, forcing his hand against it. Yet because of Hezekiah's reform, there was a clear distinction made between the holy and the unholy, and the enemies of God were now outside and coming against the remnant in their pride, so that now God's hand was able to defend them and be turned against that which threatened them. O oh, dear saints, the generations that have come before you have polluted the sanctuary of strength and allowed sin and wickedness to prevail in the land of their inheritance so that judgment has been decreed against it. Therefore, let your heart be determined to be as Hezekiah in the midst of it, one that stands against it, that dismantles it, that preaches righteousness, that brings the people back into alignment with the words and commandments of God that undoes what their fathers have done, that chooses to put their faith in God to deliver them, that doesn't compromise or capitulate with the system for the promise of security or prosperity, that believes that God is strong enough to keep his promises and defeat his enemies when we are willing to separate from them so that he can swing the rod of his authority without it being swung at us in the process, effectively redeeming the time and turning back the tide of judgment. In Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 8, we read the record of Hezekiah where it says, Therefore the wrath of the Lord was upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he hath delivered them to trouble, to astonishment, and to hissing, as ye see with your eyes. For lo, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity because of this. Now it is in mine heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, be not now negligent, for the Lord hath chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, and that ye should minister unto him and burn incense, which the burning of incense is equated in the New Testament to the lifting up of prayers unto heaven. Hezekiah kept his part of the bargain and God kept his. And in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 10, we read this. Hezekiah would ask of the Lord a sign that he would do all that he had promised to. And a shadow moved. And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backwards ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet 
cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow back ten degrees backwards, by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Oh, I love the picture of this, the sign that the Lord gave to Hezekiah that he would turn back the tide, that he would redeem the time, was that he saw the shadow of a sundial that was made and named for his father, the one who had brought the judgment in the first place. He saw the time, the sun, the shadow reversed. In verse 6 it said, And I, the Lord, will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. O church of the living God, choose ye this day whom you will serve, either the gods of your fathers, the gods of the culture, the gods of mammon, materialism, and the Assyrian, like Ahaz did, or the God of Scripture, the God of Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, and Moses, the God of Hezekiah, the defender of the defenseless and the keeper of promises unto a thousand generations, the King of glory and righteousness. Joshua 24 verse 15 says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, then choose ye yourself this day whom you will serve. Rather the gods which your fathers served, which were on the other side of the flood, in other words, the gods of Egypt, or the gods of the Amorite, in whose land you dwell, in other words, the gods of the culture, those mountains of influence that we have been called to cast out. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, Lord, we pray today for the strength and the discernment to be as Hezekiah was, even in the midst of an already enacted judgment because of the sins of the generations that came before us. Let us choose to make covenant with you, to speak truth, to minister unto you and to lift prayers unto heaven that the judgment in our own land might be stayed for the moment that we might see the time reversed like Hezekiah did on that old cursed sundial of Ahaz. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, we read this, the words of the Apostle Paul to the church of the Ephesians, Wherefore the Spirit of the Lord saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. 
could it be that you have the calling for such a time as this? Oh, where are the Hezekiahs? My friend, are you one of them? Because in Second Chronicles chapter 22, verse 8, we read this about the land of Israel in the time of Hezekiah when he became the king of the southern region of it. It says, Wherefore the wrath of the Lord was upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he hath delivered them to trouble, to astonishment, and to hissing. As ye see with your eyes, this is amazing. The Lord God himself had delivered Israel into the hand of trouble. His wrath was upon him. And King Hezekiah enters into this situation saying, For lo, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity. Because of this, the sin and the wickedness of the generations that came before them, and their agreement with it, and their complacence, their lack of obedience, repentance, submission, and faith in the words of God. And in verse 10, we hear the words of Hezekiah and exactly how he managed to redeem the time, at least for his particular region. It says, Now it is in mine heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. This is the covenant that Hezekiah made, not only he, but he led others to come into agreement with this same thing. He says, My sons, be not negligent, for the Lord hath chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, and that ye should minister unto him and burn incense, which is the Old Testament equivalent to the lifting up of prayer. Hezekiah called his people to prayer and to visitation and to minister unto the Lord that he might step into their situation and cause to cease the assault on their habitation. This is how Hezekiah turned the tide of judgment even in the midst of it. This, my friend, is the word of God. Do you believe it? This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.